Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So to continue this series, it's the... Wait, wait, the GM 101 series? <laughs> Sorry. Have you yes, been watching GM the have you been listening to like the last, I don't know, eight episodes? He's only gotten it right once, I think, but it's Yes, fun. once now. I'm just messing with you. Is uh, Elements of a Story Arc. Elements of a Story Arc. Okay, so a story arc or an act, it's basically a subplot in your major campaign. So somehow if you miss that in the th- throughout, it's the piece that I discovered really helps connect your gaming session, your two to three to five hours on a certain day of the week or twice a month, wherever you do, to your overarching campaign. Now, if you want to hear more about that, literally just go back. Elements of campaign was two days ago. Build a campaign was yesterday. And... You can kind of find out more about those things. That said, this is the elements, um, the building blocks for an act or um, a subplot or a story arc. So in our two, well, basically our last episode and the episode before that, we talked about a concept of a nurse who basically goes on a killing rampage after losing her child to get revenge on all the medical staff for what she's what she thought was a purposeful thing to let her child die. And then the doctor that belittled her, she's She framing. then framing. And this was all set in a future sci-fi um, alternate history, kind of a Jack the Ripper themed thing. So we're in the future. We're in a sci-fi kind of futurist, maybe 100, 200 years from now, right? Cool. We're using the GURPS setting, which doesn't really matter for this, but I just want to give you a context. If you're interested in that, just go back and listen to the last couple episodes. That said... The elements of an act are frankly this. If it's, and they're a little different, but each act will have a beginning. It'll have some sort of um, building of climax. Remember your book reports back in ninth grade, or at least that's when I did it. I don't know when you did it, um, where we talked about, you know, okay, all the books have this thing where we do an intro, we build to a climax, we have some sort of conflict, we're also known as the climax, and we have a conclusion. Well, we're going to do that three times. So in this um, story that we just kind of came up off the cuff uh, last last couple times, we created a scenario where your players are brought in about murder three to go figure out what's going on because the local police are stumped. So your players come in to, to investigate this. Maybe they're brought in because um, the police are doing nothing and one of the parents brings you guys in as like a private investigator. So doesn't, we've never really talked about who the players are. It doesn't really matter per se, but there's a hook at the beginning to get them in. And so let's say they're private investigators. One of the dead people's, one of the victim's parents brought you in because they feel the police are not doing a thing. And so you're not really working with the police. You're working kind of parallel to the police. And of course the police will not let you see, like you got to sneak in and break into the crime scenes to get what you need. Cause the police are not happy with you being on the case. Cause you know, you're stepping on their toes. So your little private investigators get brought in with the hook of money to do their jobs as private investigators. They then go out and they start investigating and start gathering the leads. The mini conclusion of this will be that maybe they're trying to stop the last murder. They have just enough information to maybe get there to stop the last murder. And you make it so that when they get there, like literally they have a mini confrontation with the person, but not really a confrontation. Like uh, they come in and that person has just finished killing the the person and they, and they take action and then that the the big bad flees right something like that but or, they don't be able to have or, enough information or even better than that 
maybe that nurse gets taken by somebody else and it's just random. And then, then they kill that person. They take him into custody or whatever. And then you find out that that person was had really strong alibis for the last, like, five murders. And that, like, that person just decided to mug this woman at the wrong time. <laughs> or that person just standing over the body. Like, that person just discovered the body. And your players come in, see the, the guy standing over the body. There's blood all over him. And they start to attack that person thinking that he was the guy who did it. In reality, the nurse has already done it long gone and is, and, and is done. Mm-hmm. So now your players look like idiots, but they've solved that tension. So then act two comes and we need a hook for them to get into act two. Maybe there's some evidence or some leads that come in for them to maybe potentially start to, uh, you know, they have an idea of like, well, we've limited it down to these four people. You know, and three of them are the people that are being framed, but two of them, one of them is the other nurse, and one of them is another nurse that worked there at the time. And so they're like, okay, this is the, these are the only five people that actually know all of our victims. Yep. And so they start to narrow that down. And then the mini conflict at the end of that one, because now in, in Act 2, we said that they just went random, which really throws your players off. There's no rhyme or reason now. They're just people that work at the hospital are getting killed. Because the nurses already taken revengeance or vengeance on our, everybody else. on the nurses, but none of the doctors have been incriminated yet. So she's starting to try to have them being yeah. incriminated. So she's because the cops are dumb, and so she's and trying to be more sloppy in terms of her clues to yes. try to say he killed him. Yes. But the problem is, is if you're trying to frame somebody with clues and you're being more sloppy with your clues, it's obvious you're somebody's framing. not going to be dropping things. To incriminate themselves. Exactly. Yeah, not purposely anyway. And so, you know, the cops now are getting suspicious of these things they're finding. So they're not acting, which is infuriating the nurse who is killing more people now. But now she can't stop because she's got to have bodies to throw clues at. So she's just killing anybody in the hospital. So you'd want to have a second climax there. And this maybe is where they almost confront or almost find the nurse, right? Maybe they do end up confronting the nurse somewhere, and that's the climax of your second story. Is you finally give them enough evidence to realize that it's really maybe only these two people. It really is this other doctor who's only been incriminated like once through some really good clues that were left on like the first body. But after that, the woman started focusing and fixating on the other two doctors, which then lends to the credence of this guy actually is framing his other two colleagues. Who knows? What, one of the things you could do yeah. is they were able to be in the right place at the right time to see somebody stalk her. Yes. The, the, the victim. Yes. Tall because she's, she's, she's in the get up to look like an old. Like a taller tall. guy. And then as that victim, uh, you you catch her in the act before she can do the full ritual. Yes. So the person's still dead. And then as the serial killer, the nurse is fleeing, a business card flickers right up because she was going to do something with the business card and happens to be the doctor that you guys are least suspicious of right now. Yes. Yeah, that could totally be it. And so you have a climax at the second act that then, as you can tell, these acts will have a hook and then a climax and they don't have a conclusion because the conclusion is kind of a cliffhanger to get to the next act. Yep. And so they looked like they looked stupid in the first one, but in the second one, now they have a clue to pursue, which they assume to kind of confirm. So it's kind of confirmation bias. There's a fun thing to look up nowadays. Uh, it's confirmation bias. And so now they start acting on their confirmation bias, which is always fun. And then in the third act, 
the hook is that they start interrogating that guy. That guy starts acting suspicious around them. And maybe they start trailing him. He starts going, he starts investigating the murders because he's implicated in them. But it looks, but, you know, sometimes killers go back to the scenes of their murders. Mm-hmm. So it looks very suspicious. Well, then what happens is right before they're ready to nab him, he's the one she kills. Yes. So we talked about him, her killing a doctor. So then she kills him. And at that point, they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then they piece together the rest of the clues and realize it's this other nurse, not the two doctors that's been heavily, stupidly implicated. It's got to be this other nurse. They then go confront her. She gives the huge sob story. They have a choice of fight her to the death, fight her to arrest. How do you do that? Whatever that looks like, because it's the choice of the players. Yeah. But again, they're not police. See, this is the fun part about making them private private eyes. They're not the police. They're not so bound. they really shouldn't be able to kill her. Because if they kill her... There's consequences. There's huge consequences. Well, they, they go down for murder. Yes. Actually having consequences to how they handle that is good. Yeah. So they, they really don't have a choice. They have to be Batman like we were talking about in the last... Because yep. they're, they're, they're just private eyes. So And if they go to the police with the evidence, the police are like... You know, they're like, no, you do, you know, we're doing our own investigation, we, you know, and you're like, oh my God, I'm just trying to yeah, help Yeah, we'll you. look into that. Yeah. Never. Like, never. It's yeah. going to be in our books that we'll never touch. Yeah. Because you gave it to us. Yeah. You know, so then it's like, okay, well, we have to do something about this. We have all the evidence on her dead or rights, but we know that now she's going to go kill one of the other two doctors because she's no longer intent with the doctors just being framed for murder. Now she's going to end their lives because she's already done it with one of them and she realized how good that felt. And... Because she's so close to all of this, and it's this fun thing of she's finally completing her goals, and now she has nothing to live for. What will that do to her psyche when she's right. already been murdering? Right, and then that's it. Her back's against the wall. She's already crossed the ultimate line. And so she's kind of like those lions that become that have eaten, the, eaten human flesh, and now they just start only eating humans. There's only one thing really to do with them. Put them down. Put them down, but you don't have the authority to put her down. Or maybe you do, and you just hide the body i mean like it's totally like this point that your players have so many options at the end which is what i love about what you want to do with your gaming as a gm make sure that all your players have is just options at the end yes they should subdue her yes they should turn over the police no the police don't care and they're incompetent and they hate you yep. and you, you should still turn her over to the police but wow what if we just i don't know off her and dumped her in a dumpster someplace and made sure that we weren't incriminated in this. Yeah. And then you end the scene, right? The whole campaign ends at that point because the last act also ends the last, the campaign. And there should be a conclusion to the last act that will allow you to kind of conclude it all. Now, we said if you let her live and you want to do these characters again, she could break out eventually, right? She could pull a Joker or every one of Batman's villains and break out of Ar- Arkham Asylum. Or if they kill her, you could have a thing where you do like an act one, an act two, and sometime in act two, you bring up the fact that the cops are now investigating the murder of so-and-so and they've come knocking on your door. And they've seen evidence that you might have been linked to this woman because of all the investigative stuff that you gave them, hoping that they would do their job. Mm-hmm. So. No good deed goes unpunished. Oh, ain't that the truth. So anyway, well, speaking of good deeds, we'll leave you with ours, which was this podcast today. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? We'll see you tomorrow, though. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.